This episode of Bourbon with Friends is brought to you by Kentucky Eagle, Inc. Kentucky Eagle is a growing company in need of talented people with a passion for wine and spirits. They are looking for sales positions and operational roles. They are a family-owned company and offers above industry average compensation, up to 7.5 401k match, health, life, dental, vision, insurance, car allowance, cell allowance. Positions are available in markets around Kentucky. Please visit www.kyeagle.net slash careers to apply. It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for listening, and welcome to the very first episode of Bourbon with Friends 15-Minute Bourbon Review. I can't say Bourbon with Review to save my life. I do not why. I think I want to say Bourbon with Friends, Connor. I don't know what it is. Anyway, I'm Paul, joined by Connor. Uh, Really excited for this kind of new segment of the show, man. How are you doing? Doing good, brother. Doing good. Um, It's a new year, and we need to start uh, drinking more whiskey. So what better way Mm -hmm. to review a a new whiskey each week? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so every week we're going to do a little 15-minute show. We're going to talk about uh, kind of like a brand or, or or a different type of whiskey or, or bourbon and just kind of do our own little review on it, what we do, what we, you know, what we think about it, kind of the price point and and go from there. So l- there's going to be a lot of craft, a lot of just regular brands, but there'll be some there'll be some fun bottles in in there as well, but we want to try and do as many bottles that you guys can find as we can. Yeah, and we wanted the first one that we do to be something that is a bit more recognizable as a brand, but also something that's a little different. Easy to find is another one. As of late, once it got added to the core to the core lineup, then it was um, much easier to find. But today we're going to be reviewing uh, Four Roses Small Batch Select. We're going to taste through it. We're going to you know uh, talk about a little bit about the history and about where Four Roses Small Batch Select comes from, what it's made of, and then. We'll give our review. We'll give it a fuck yeah or a fuck no, and that's that's that. That's that. So it was interesting, kind of you know about Four Roses. I think a lot of people don't necessarily know history of the lore uh, of it. Um, so Four Roses has been around since 1988. Uh, so definitely been around for a long time. Uh, where the name comes from, I think there's more of a legend than actually. Hold on, did you just say 1988? Sorry, 1888. Yeah. Sorry. 18, <laughs> 1888. Sorry about that. Yeah. I've got 1923 on the mind because it's a it's a great spinoff show of uh, the great show Yellowstone. So, you know, and then also, you know, yeah. wow. Uh, yeah. 1888. Long time. Uh, so kind of the legend is, and I'll kind of paraphrase some of this, right? Paul Jones, who's the founder of Four Roses Bourbon, was uh, be, fell in love with a Southern Belle. Happens to the best of us guys, like we already know this. He kind of proposed and asked the girl to marry her. She said that if uh, her answer was yes, she would wear uh, kind of like some flowers on her dress at the um, at the grand ball. And so, you know, he waited very, you know, with a lot of anticipation. Uh, and rumor has it she showed up with four roses uh, on her gown. Uh, and he named the bourbon brand that he started Four Roses as a symbol of his devout passion uh, for his love, uh, lovely Southern Belle. So that's a pretty, uh, pretty cool. If it's true, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool story of uh, how Four Roses got its name. Did nobody post that on TikTok or something? Like, why? Why is there no record of this? I don't know. We probably should talk about this. This would be a great TikTok. Uh, in 1943, Seagram. Uh, 
purchased the Frank, uh, purchased Frankfurt Distilling Company. Um, so it's gone through a couple of hands from that. Uh, in 1990, in 1966, a man named Jim Rutledge, who would later become one of the world's most legendary master distillers, uh, joined Seagram and Louisville, uh, in the Louisville Plants Research and Development Department in 1975. He was transferred to the corporate headquarters in New York until 92 when Jim asked to return home to Kentucky to help with the Four Roses brand. Uh, in 95, he replaced Ova Haney as the master distiller. Uh, and for the next several years, Jim worked tirelessly, uh, to return Four Roses brand back to, uh, back to the States, a dream that would become reality uh, in hands of the new owner. In February 2002, the Karen Brewing Company purchased Four Roses bourbon brand trademark uh, and production facilities. The new acquisition was named the uh, Four Roses Distilling LLC. Shortly thereafter, Four Roses was once again sold uh, in the United States and quickly earned uh, the reputation of being one of the most notable names in the bourbon world. So what a lot of people don't realize is Four Roses has not been back on the United States scene for, you know, for that long. I mean, we were talking about what, 20, 21 years now? Yeah. Now, according to Forbes, at least doing a little research before this, it is currently the seventh most popular bourbon in the United States in terms of just volume and sales. Um, you know, some of the larger ones and they counted Jack Daniels in there. So, um, you know, Jim Beam, um, Things of that nature, the little mm-hmm. larger brands beat beat out Four Roses. But Four Roses, again, is a very accessible um, and easy to find whiskey. It's you know any type you can see Four Roses to into in any liquor store that you go to. For the most part, you'll find for some variant of Four Roses. Um, but the small batch select just became part of the core lineup of Four Roses just a few years ago. I want to say uh, two. 2020 or 2021 maybe um uh, small batch select started being accessible i see it for around 65 dollars msrp mm-hmm. just about um, you can get it anywhere from about 55 to 65 dollars that's a, probably a fair range if i find if yeah. i could find this for 55 dollars i'd buy it in a heartbeat especially now because i'm almost done with it but um i remember when i first found this i was with my brother and i was like i called him and i said dude I just found something you, you never find for a good price. And we were, I forgot where I was, but we, uh, I brought him down there and there's a full shelf of four rows of small batch select just sitting there. And that was before I knew that the, uh, the, they were putting that into the, the core lineup of the brand. But, um, I thought it was cool finding it. I enjoyed it then. Um, and we'll see if you and I still enjoy it now. Yeah, this is, uh, it's really cool. Um, just to kind of touch real quick. Um, obviously, um, Jim Rutledge, uh, was the master distiller until 2015, uh, handed it off to Brent Elliott, uh, who's the current master distiller, but Jim Rutledge has not retired from bourbon. He has went on and did things with cream of Kentucky as a lot of, you know, and cream of Kentucky is also something that is extremely delicious that I enjoy. It's just a lot harder to find a little bit more expensive. So, um, just another kind of cool aspect of uh, of uh, of bourbon legacy. So let's uh, let's kind of talk about the whiskey, shall we? Um, the uh, we the shall. Four, yeah, the Four Roses um, small batch select. It is a blend. Um, the first blend is a mash bill of seventy five percent corn, twenty percent rye, five percent malted barley. The second blend is sixty percent corn, thirty five percent rye, five percent malted barley. Um, and I think it is a seven to nine year old, uh, bourbon blend. 
last I read or saw or heard or whatever is around six years old. Um, and, uh, clocking in at 52% ABV. So a little over a hundred or 104 proof. And, yep. um, as you just said, um, as Paul just said, high rye content, seven years, high rye content in, in the, um, in the blends in the bourbon that is blended to make small batch selects. So, uh, wouldn't be surprised to find a little bit of a, of a, of a higher rye kick on this um, as we get into what we're smelling and tasting here. The but. dangerous part about this whiskey is it doesn't drink like 104 proof. I feel like you say that a lot, Paul. I feel like that's one of your go-tos. It's I mean, like, it always drinks under the now. proof. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The viscosity on this is great. The color for those of you on YouTube that are looking at, look at, like, look at this color. Like, this is great. I, this is like the, this is the, 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 um, sweet spot to me for whiskey, right? Like that six to 10 year, mm, that's perfect for, for, for a good bourbon. Uh, it's got a nice golden brown color to it. On the nose, I'm getting a lot of fruity I would say notes. The color is almost burnt hazelnut. Oh my God. All right. Should we be pretentious with these? No, we're talking about this like a normal person. I'm getting like I'm getting like kind of dark fruit cherry kind of notes on the nose. What about you? Some of those baking spices, warm baked multigrain bread with a dabble of fresh pine cone that's been sitting on the forest floor for three to four weeks. All right. So, are you going to actually take this seriously, or are we going to just side of a (laughs) of a horse barn? I got probably southeastern Indiana. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, <laughs> I've got to apologize for Connor's stupidity now. No, why would you apologize for that? And I'm not being stupid. Uh, yeah, no, this is uh, rye right off the right off the bat. I, I do get a lot of um, that darker fruit aspect, but I do again that rye forward spice, that like baking spice that you get with a lot of the rye, higher rye content bourbons comes through pretty pretty uh, significantly on the nose. Um, just talking about the nose as well, it does smell like, oh, this is going to be a bit higher proof when you're just smelling it. It's not it. that high. Well, it, it, never mind. It is high. It's 20, 20 35%. Sorry. Yeah, it is high rye. Very high rye, it's, actually. It's very high. Four Roses is known for being uh, a higher rye content mash bill, and I know they have a few different mash bills. Um, but as you as you go into it, there's those typical, you know, those nice rounded vanilla notes that um, mm-hmm. are always really far on the back for Four Roses for me. Four Roses, when I think of a rye forward whiskey, I'm thinking Four Roses off the bat. More specifically, small batch selects. I mean, I think of this as like a very rye heavy bourbon. Um, so this you is really a have very to, good one with cigar too. I feel like you say that a lot as well, but you're always right. When it comes to it, there's, I mean, honestly, Paul, what whiskey is bad with a cigar? Um, I don't like barrel strength with, with a cigar usually as a rule. Like I don't like a stag or, um, even like an old Ezra seven barrel. I just strength. think I'm not you a haven't matched guy. the right cigar with that. Maybe. And that's possible. You need to find like a, like a deeper in your cojones, fucking dark cigar. <laughs> What are you getting on the on the uh, on the palate on this? Let me sip. I still get some of that cherry note uh, in, in it. I I think it's nice and kind of crisp. Um, 
I think you kind of get a little bit of spice that that gets at the end, like a little bit of that Kentucky hug. Um, I get like kind of more. It's I think it's a little drier. Oh, it's super dry. Oh. Um, almost. I don't think it's almost, bad. It's just no. It's different. It, I I get a lot of tart apple on this. Like a not sweet apple, like a like a tart sour apple almost. Um, yeah, I can see that. Like a green apple. That's the first thing I got. Yeah, yeah, like a like a green apple, I suppose. But green apples are sweet. Like I love green apples. I'm talking. I like, think they're tart. Almost Personally, like an artificial. I think they're a little tart. No, don't insult. Well, compared it. to like, like a Macintosh, compared to all a Macintosh, it's very tart. But I still think it's sweet. I mean, if I hold I, something, it becomes sweet because I'm sweet. I don't. That's why I don't have to buy. I don't have to put sugar in my coffee because I just go like this. My God, you see what I'm doing? Um, I don't think you have my finger. I saw what you're doing. I don't think you have a ton of the depth of flavor as some whiskeys have, but it's so solid, right? Like it's that it's dry, solid. You get the the wood comes out, the oak does come through. You get that nice little a little bit of that oakiness to it. Um, it's more of a dry vanilla. Almost like a dry vanilla with that kind of tartness of apple in it. I think that's where the rye comes from. You get that spice on the back end. It's a Kentucky hug, but it's a subtle Kentucky hug. So you're getting some of those almost like spicy cinnamon notes uh, at the end that kind of lingers. I would say it has a medium to long finish, um, especially with like that Kentucky hug that kind of sits in the back of your throat. Um, I agree with everything. I don't get much vanilla on the palate here. I do get it a bit on, you know, on the nose uh, when really looking for, when really getting your sniffer in there. Uh, but on, on, on the palate is it's, it's more so what I'm being overwhelmed with is, is a, a the, like a, a spicy base. I think cinnamon is a good, is a good um, uh, tasting note here. Uh, I do get that tart apple fairly heavy. Um, it's almost like if you're going to make a, like an apple pie with you yeah. know, cinnamon on top. Yeah. Um, which sounds amazing, but I wouldn't say this whiskey is amazing, but, um, this This reminds me of like a fall, a good fall whiskey. I know we did a fall whiskey episode. I forgot what I said for mine, but, um, this is a good, um, I don't know if I'd say this is a good daily drinker, but it's a good like weekly drinker for sure. Like maybe like a Thursday night. Have this. I wouldn't mix this. I'd maybe put a drop or two of water in it just to kind of not even proof it down, just to kind of get rid of some of that spice because uh, it is super spicy. Well, we've got we've got about sixty seconds left in our fifteen minute bourbon review. Just just to rehash, fifty two percent, hundred and four proof, non chill filter, uh, blended high rye whiskey for anywhere between fifty five to sixty five dollars. Usually, you can find it retail. If it's more than sixty five dollars, pass. Um, but for fifty five to sixty five, you can get it. You can get it anywhere. Uh, what do you think? I'm giving this an I'd hit it. Like it's okay. it's not my favorite. Uh, there are some instances where I really like the kick that this provides, but most of the time it's just an I'd hit it for me. So it's like a thumbs in the middle for me. This is a fuck yeah for me. I really like this this bottle. I drink it a lot. It's something that I always have on my shelf. Uh, you're right. It's kind of like a. It's in every other like if I'm sitting out having a cigar. It's kind of like in every other time I'm out there. So good job. Awesome. Uh, any last in the last 12 seconds, got anything else to say? Oh, we don't have to go to a, a exactly 15 <laughs> minutes. Yes, but... we do. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. First whiskey review. We'll catch you next week, next Friday for another whiskey. Peace.
That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.